You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels. Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. Excited to welcome back the two Ryans, Ryan Kay and Coach Ryan Smith, to the podcast as we talk Men of Mackey TBT Team 2021 edition. Guys, welcome back to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Real good. Thanks for having me. Good, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Awesome. I'm excited to talk about TBT. I'm really pumped for this year's team and love our chances uh, this year going for the $1 million pot there. Um, But before we jump into that, I just want to catch up with you guys a little bit. Uh, Coach Smith, uh, coming off your second year as an assistant coach at UIW, kind of just talk about how that's going. You know, it's going good. It's going good. Uh, You know, last year was obviously a a struggle and a battle for every team around the country with everything that was going on. But uh, our guys did a really good job um, kind of navigating through it. And then uh, this spring we signed three grad transfers and a 6'11 Aussie um, from, from Australia who we're super excited about to join the rest of our guys and it's a good core group. So uh, looking forward to making that next step. For sure. And, uh, you know, continue to see your team improve uh, along with, of course, Carson Cunningham, another former Boilermaker as the head coach there. And also just trying to get things kind of, you know, back to normal for you guys. This is probably your first time, at least in over a year, you know, kind of get back on the road and recruiting as uh, the NCAA has opened things back up. Just kind of talk about oh, man. that. Yeah, man. The, the first open live weekend, man, it was like Christmas Day. It was it was crazy. It was like 16 and a half months where we just sitting at home, if, you know, looking at video, looking at different films. And uh, like I was saying to somebody, if, if I get one more Twitter message from a, from a player looking to get recruited, I was going to go crazy. But, you know, that was just the way the world worked. And uh, it was uh, it was it was kind of fun navigating through it. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's good to get back to as much as normal as we are right now. Ryan, kind of just catch us up and remind us about yourself or where you're from, how you got to Purdue. Yeah, I'm, uh, I live in Fort Wayne. I work just north of, uh, of Fort Wayne in Kendallville, Brad Miller country. And uh, 2009 Karina graduate. I'm also uh, chairman of finance for the Purdue Alumni Association Board of Directors down on campus. So uh, yeah, staying busy with, with a lot of TBT stuff and Purdue stuff in general. That's awesome. And of course, you were the guy who got this all started last year as the GM of Men of Mackey, the TBT team. Can I talk about how that all started for you and why you kind of just, you know, got the ball rolling on this? Yeah, I mean, the, the short version of the story is that um, one of my high school teammates has had a team in TBT every year. He's got an all-star team. So there's kind of two, two types of teams, alumni teams and all-star teams. And his team's an all-star team. Very successful program. We hadn't really talked too much over the years. Um, he had moved away from town and was back in town randomly and uh, hit me up to go to lunch. And he, I didn't know at the time, but he kind of had an ulterior motive about trying to get me involved in TBT because he knew how um, passionate I was about Purdue and, and specifically Purdue basketball. Um, and so we, we talked about that lunch. And then uh, b- before I had left lunch, the, before I had left the parking lot, he had uh, already introed me to Dan Friel, the head of TBT over text. And within an hour of, you know, that initial introduction, I was on the phone and and um, things were rocking and rolling. From from the actual Purdue side of things, um, I had had Grady Eifert come up to Fort Wayne to be a speaker at a uh, scholarship fundraising golf outing I was in charge of, and that was kind of the genesis on the Purdue side. Um, you know, just Grady and PJ, and I, I really kind of look at them as co-founders early on. Unfortunately, they weren't able to play with us last year like like we had hoped, but uh, they've been huge supporters. Really, all the guys have have helped in, in one way, shape, or form to either recruit or get the word out or make an introduction to someone. So 
you know, you hear the, the term Purdue's basketball program is a family thrown out a lot. And as someone who didn't play and wasn't a manager at Purdue, you, you know, you just kind of hear about that. But now um, being around some of the guys, you, you, you know, the proof's in the pudding. It, it really is a family. I'm sure Ryan can, can attest to that too. Yeah. Sure. And yeah. Talk about the support you've gotten like this, how so many people have jumped onto this. Of course, us, us fans who are you know watching from a distance are, are all jacked as you can tell uh, about this. Just talk about how that's come together and just the, like the support you said you've gotten. Well, I mean, the, last year was tough. So we, we, we had a lot of momentum and then, you know, COVID hit and we lost some, some uh, kind of key cogs from the Purdue side of, of our roster. Um, which, you know, we, we still had a great run and we still were able to prove the concept. But, um, you know, I, I don't know about Ryan, but I'm, I'm just so much more amped this year because we've got a more Purdue, Purdue-centric team. So that's, that's helped with the support. And, you know, guys like you, Adam, and uh, some of the other media outlets have been really supportive and helping us get the word out. So, yeah, I, uh, we're, we're getting a lot of interest and in, um, messages from people telling us that they're going to be in Columbus too. So hopefully we've got a lot of black and gold there. Fridays from now that's awesome yeah of course last year you mentioned some of the challenges of course no fans and and some guys had to drop out because of COVID restrictions and quarantine and a lot of things that unfortunately came along with that that kind of put a damper on that but still a great uh, learning spent learning experience for you guys we'll talk about that in just a minute before we jump into kind of the meat of things just kind of remind people who are kind of listening or watching this episode what is TBT yeah, I can I can talk to that a little bit. So TBT is a it's it's set up exactly like the NCAA tournament. So it's a 64 team bracket, and it's also single elimination, just like the uh, the NCAA tournament. Um, it's a winner take all prize of one million dollars, um, and you know it's it's a year's worth of work, and hopefully we can um, make a deep run and and uh, and bring home that that uh, that million bucks for our team. Yeah, for sure. And Coach Smith kind of talked about, you know, a lot of uh, TBT is really promoting this ELAM ending and you see it a lot and people wanting to be used in other formats or other tournaments and things like that. Talk about what the ELAM ending is. Yeah, so um, I think it's the first whistle under four minutes, Ryan, if I'm not mistaken, where, where they stop yeah. and just turn the clock off. And then it's uh, the first team to a certain points. I think it's eight points or yeah, I think it's eight points eight. after after that whistle. So, um, you know, it takes it takes some of the end of game uh, strategy out of it um, with, with whether it's fouling um, to try to try to stop the clock, whether, you know, it's, it's, it's stalling or whatever, whatever, whatever it may have you. And it's just playing, you know, it's yeah. just basketball. It's just hooping. Um, it's a lot like um, when you get to the park and you're playing, you know, an open run or you get to the open gym and you're just hooping. It's like, okay, we need to stop here and we got to get a bucket down there and we got to do it again and again and again. So like last year we were playing a team heart fire and, I think we were down, uh, you know, six or seven points, and we needed to go on a fourteen to seven run to, to win it. We went on a fourteen to two run to, to to win the to win the game, which was which was incredible. And it, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm not sure if it'll ever ever, you know, make some headway in 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 like a, the meat of the rules in, in college basketball or the NBA. But it would be really fun to see a preseason tournament in college basketball with that type of ending. Like if they did like uh, whatever the preseason NIT and they, they implemented there, I think it would be very interesting and a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, for those who are still trying to catch on the game will win, the game will end on a basket, you know, so it's not yes. just clock running out or what or a missed shot the game ends on a, a made basket, whether it's a free throw or two or three that that's, I, I like that. And like you said, who knows if it'll catch on 
and, and other things, but I love that idea. Yeah, preseason tournaments or if the NBA ever does this in-season tournament they're talking about, just kind of change things up a little bit, kind of makes it exciting. Yeah, Adam, if I could just jump in there, Ryan alluded to it, but, you know, we were down, I think, 71 to 77 against Team Heartfire. Um, and so we had to, I think we had to get to 85. And uh, what happens is once you hit four, four minutes on the clock, the next dead basket, there's an automatic media timeout. And so, uh, like Ryan said, we, we, we had to go on a 14-7 run. So, you know, we knew, we knew that it was going to be an uphill battle. So I'll never forget, we get in the huddle and, and Ryan just gets the guys who are in the game, sits down, he looks at me, says, how many 14 point runs you ever been on in your life? And everyone kind of looked around and we're like, yeah, we've been on 14 point runs. And sure enough, we went on a 14 to two run to, to come back and win that game. So that was really cool. That was awesome. Cool. Well, before we again, jump into this year's team, talk about what you did learn from last year. You guys made it to the second round. And again, you kind of faced some challenges, especially like uh, Ryan K mentioned a couple of guys had to drop out because of COVID reasons, whatnot, but talk about what you take away from last year. Coach, we can talk. Oh, about you start, right? You and me start. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think the biggest thing, and from a professional standpoint as a whole, like I looked at it as the first game. I I felt like we didn't fall into the trap of worrying about how the game was officiated because it's physical. I mean, and Ryan, you know, Ryan could tell you like it, it is straight up a wrestling match in the paint. Like it, they let, they let them play, and I like that. Um, and I thought I thought we embraced that in the first game, and I thought in the second game, I, I thought with the with the with the zone that uh, Bayheim's army played, I thought we fell into that trap a little bit, worrying about um, things that were out of our control. Um, so I think that that's that's the biggest learning piece for us moving forward. Is hey man, you, it's it's going to be a fight. Like Isaac Haas is a mountain of a man down there; they're going to be hanging off of your arms. You're gonna have, we're going to have to figure out a way to, to around that. So, um, and then for me, it was just a huge learning experience. Like. Yeah, I'm going in as as the as the my title is the head coach, but for me, it's like I'm just working with these guys, and I, I learn more in in a week with the professional basketball players about how things um, can transpire in practice and in in the games than you know I had in a long, long time put together. So, um, just taking as much as I can from those guys who have experience playing professionally um, was huge for me. Awesome, Ryan. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to say. You know from the logistical side, what I learned, um, just because it was a moving target constantly with COVID. Um, what I will say is I think, I think Ryan and I were validated in making sure that we got just good guys on our team first and foremost, um, because we, we, they all had to jump through a ton of hoops last year with testing and daily questionnaires and, you know, quarantines and stuff. So, um, I guess more than anything, we were just kind of validated making sure we had good, good guys and good teammates. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about this. You're seeing 2.0 men of Mackey here, 2021 version, like you had uh, alluded to Ryan a little bit ago, a lot more Boilermakers on this with a couple of, we'll call them grad transfers uh, out of this year's to help uh, with some depth there and talent. Uh, let's talk about this year's team. Uh, started off uh, May 25th with this announcement. Yo, what's up, Boiler Nation? Lewis Jackson here. I'm excited to be announcing that I'm joining this year's men of Mackey team for the 2021 TBT tournament. Boiler up. All right, coach, talk about starting things off excitingly with that uh, announcement from your former teammate. Yeah, Lewis, man, I, I think probably 90 to 95% of my college points can be attributed to a Lewis Jackson assist. Um, so I'm super excited to have him on board. You know, he's, he's an incredible, uh, incredible dude, uh, high level, high level competitor. Um, I think when we first moved in together as roommates in the summer, I was going into our freshman year, I was like scared of him. I was like tiptoeing around the apartment, you know, it was just like 
just in dog mode all the time, which was, which is awesome. It's going to be great for us, but we're definitely excited to have him and, um, you know, see, see what, see what he can do in the, in the TBT. It'll be a lot of fun to, to compete with him again. Yeah. A great addition, obviously a great way to, to kick off the announcement of the roster, but yeah, I'm super excited to have him on. I remember uh, attending one of the alumni games uh, a few years ago. Maybe it might've been the initial alumni game. And I think he hit the game winning shot at that alumni game at that first year. The only alumni game I've ever lost. So uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right and the second announcement came from uh, Evan Boudreau talk about just having him back again this year uh important I think uh like Ryan said earlier about getting good guys he's one of those guys but he's also got the talented and can hit an open shot and, and can make things happen he's really good on the uh, on the mid post um so it'll be exciting to have him back um and have some like I don't, I don't know if being stable is the right word but he's a guy you can you can count on to go in and and, and follow a game plan and and, uh, and hit an open shot, which is great. Yeah, for sure. And then you bring back uh, one of our favorite uh, guys of all time, John the Baptist. John Octius uh, announces he will play again this year. Yeah, it's great. He, he was incredible for us. Um, I, I thought looking at his approach to each game last year was was also a learning experience that I could take back to our players. He was just dialed in. You know, he was like he had his headphones in. He couldn't really talk to him, which was great. Um, but hopefully he can baptize someone else. That would be a, that would be a good look for us. For sure. Fourth announcement came from you, obviously, key piece, bringing you back again this year. Just talk about being excited to be able to do this again and be a part of this. Well, I think it's 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 so much fun um, when you when you're in college basketball and you work in college basketball. There's a lot of you know rules you got to follow. There's a lot of uh, you know demeanor you got to keep on the bench. And um, with the TBT and especially with no fans last year, everything was heard. So those guys that start chirping at each other and there's no filter. Um, I, I thought learning from that and being around that was was amazing. It's a lot of fun. And then the, the high level of competition is, is great to be around, too. Not only are guys playing for that million bucks at the end, winner take all, but a lot of these dudes are out here trying to play for a contract. So that raises the level even further. Um, and, it, and it's like I said earlier, it's a great learning experience for me. And glad glad Ryan brought me on and um, glad to be a part of it again. Yeah, Ryan, and talk about this, bringing Coach Smith back again for a second year. Well, it was huge. I mean, I've told several several people, both privately and publicly, um, you know, we had to go through all these daily COVID testing and um, we were worried that we were going to lose a guy in the bubble. But I joked with Ryan, like, dude, you're our most important guy. You know, I, I coach my my kids upward, you know, four year old basketball team, but I can't go out here and coach this team. So, no, he, he just did a phenomenal job. The thing that was awesome about Ryan and why the guys like him so much was he just does a great job of being a leader, but then also bringing everyone together. And most people don't know, but we had basically one practice and two kind of shoot around walkthroughs before our first game. So his job is to bring these guys who have never played together and, and gel them as a team really quickly. And he just does a phenomenal job. So now Ryan's Ryan's arguably the most important uh, component of our team again this year. That's awesome. I love it. And Coach Smith, as we talked about last year on this, I just excited to watch your coaching career as well and to see you know, where it takes off uh, from here as well. So kudos to you. And it's awesome to, to have you back as well. I echo what uh, Ryan Kay has said. All right. The uh, next announcement came uh, a little bit of a surprise. I don't know if I call it a surprise, but an awesome announcement. Uh, AJ Hammonds uh, jumps in on this. How exciting is it to have him on board this year? You know, the, the big fella, the big fella, he's, he's going to be, he's going to be a great addition. Um, arguably, and then you can, you, you can have the fans argue about this too, but arguably the most talented player in Purdue history, in my opinion, like he just has more talent in his pinky finger than I ever even thought about having as a player. So um, just in, just a, a great addition, not only um, someone that can 
you know, get a, a bucket in a one-on-one -on -one situ situation from the block, but also someone who can alter shots at the rim um, with his length um, and shot blocking ability. So just really, really excited about have about having him and getting him on board. And of course, you alluded to the uh, the physicality of this tournament, and of course, to have uh, AJ Hammonds along with Isaac, who we'll talk about here in just a couple minutes. Uh, just having a lot of those meteor guys down in there to help, especially when one of the other needs a rest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> awesome. Okay, the next one was maybe a surprising announcement to everybody in the Purdue community. Uh, Coach Smith, I want to start with you. Just talk about having uh, uh, Kelsey Barlow uh, be on this uh, team. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to work with him. We've, we've talked a little bit um, leading up to this. Obviously, there's some history there that, uh, you know, was probably uh, not the best approach at the time on my part, of course. Um, but no, I'm looking forward to, to working with him. And um, I think having someone that can really defend multiple positions at a high level is really important in this tournament, especially when you get to that Elam ending where you know you got to, you got to, um, you know, you know, get stops late in games. Um, guy that can really bear down and defend, and then someone who can get to the rim as well. It's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be a, a fun to, to to build a relationship back with them, and then uh, and then watch him compete at a high level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, talk about you talk about Hammond's talent. I mean, Kelsey is someone I thought may have been one of Purdue's most versatile players in the in, in the Coach Painter era. A guy who could score when he needed to, a guy who could defend, and was athletic and play multiple positions. Uh, it's exciting to, to have him back as a part of this team. And yeah, kind of maybe a, a redemption tournament for him as well. Coach uh, Ryan K, I want to hear about how this conversation goes, how you reach out or who reaches out to who and how Kelsey Barlow ends up on your team. Yeah, I've been following Kelsey ever since he left Purdue. You know, like you said, he's, he's just a heck of a player. And, you know, he's one of my favorite players to watch as a just a, a pure fan. So uh, just, just followed him pretty closely here. And um, he... He actually just wrapped up a season in Argentina where he was the leading scorer for the whole league. So obviously we're expecting a lot from him on the defensive side of the ball, but I think that's one big stride he's made since he left Purdue is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, but no, we talked as he was wrapping up a season down in Argentina. And um, he, honestly, Adam, the first thing out of his mouth was he said that he had watched TBT last year. He watched both of our games and he said that he'd always wanted to play in TBT, but then after he watched our games, he watched Ryan on the sidelines and he thought, man, I want to play, but I want to play for him. Like his demeanor is great. Like, um, so uh, he, he really is excited to play for Ryan and um, we're, we're, you know, just ecstatic that we've got him on our squad. Yeah, for sure. And when, when you hear something like that, coach Smith, what does that say? What does that mean to you? Uh, you know, it's, it's certainly flattering. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm just looking forward to learning from him. You know, you spend, um, he spends time professionally playing, you know, overseas, and he's, I'm sure he's going to bring a lot to the table with uh, with the with the game plan approach. But uh, um, I'm excited to work with him. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I was it was fun to compete with him. Um, you know, as a player, he's a high level competitor, and um, looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Awesome. Another guy who didn't finish his career at Purdue, but Purdue fans still love. Uh, the next announcement was uh, Jaquil Taylor. Talk about him. Uh, he was huge. He was huge in our win against Hartfire last year. I think he had two late game offensive rebound putbacks that were massive that were that were massive in that that win and I want to say one of them might have even been in the Elam ending I, I'm not sure I'd have to rewatch it but um you know another guy again it's it's kind of in our fiber but a high level competitor um who uh who's who's gonna approach is also really really great and, and good to watch and learn from as well awesome 
The other thing I would just add about Jaquiel is he's uh, his teams in the playoffs. I think they're the number one seed in the TBL league. And uh, Jaquiel averaged this for the full season, almost three blocks a game. He was named the 2020 and 2021 defensive player of the year for that league. So yeah, he, he can get, he can get some buckets for us, but he's a high level defender as well. Yeah, for sure. I, I always liked him at Purdue as well. Again, he kind of fell into a log jam of a lot of guys at his position and just unfortunately fell deep in the depth chart, unfortunately, but yeah, a guy I've always loved as a, a Boilermaker as well. Glad to see his career continuing to go well as well. Uh, the next guy, not a Purdue guy, but an Indiana guy, Kyle Mangus. Talk about bringing him on. Ryan, you you go ahead, man. This this is your this is your uh, this is your pickup. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a uh, uh, one that I I'd follow Kyle a lot. He's from Warsaw, Indiana, which is about uh, an hour west of me in uh, Fort Wayne. Uh, he plays at one of the, if not the best NAIA programs in, in the whole nation at Indiana Wesleyan. Um, so I, I had followed him a lot, um, hadn't really reached out to him, but um, waited till the season was over and just reached out and engaged his interest. Um, and everybody I talked to just, just was, you know, kind of corroborated everything I believed. And so I, I kind of put him in front of Ryan and, and Ryan watched a lot of his film and um, talked to some people about him. And, and we just feel like, you know, not only is he a great player, but he's going to be a great player for our team because he brings something we need. You know, he's, he's a very high level scorer. I love guards that rebound. Uh, he averaged, I think, eight rebounds a year this last year while, um, you know, scoring 30 points a game. Four-time NAI All-American, uh, two-time NAI Player of the Year. And, uh, you know, the, another thing I love about him is he's a winner. You know, his, his program was a winning program. He's a national champion um, at the NAI level. I think it was a sophomore year they won it all. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're really high on him. Um, he is currently going through some some pre-draft workouts. In fact, I think today he's working out with the Pacers. Um, so, yeah, don't let the NAIA, you know, branding fool you. This is this is a really, really high-level guy, we think. Awesome. Yeah. Coaching. Yeah they're, yeah. yeah, they're good players at every level. At every level. If they're good enough, they'll find you and – you know, some people label that NAI stuff, which I think is crazy because, you know, going into every game, if the opposing coaches weren't game planning and putting in their entire defensive focus on him, then something was wrong, which I know they were doing, and he was still get putting up those numbers. That's impressive. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And the next announcement came from a guy who played again last year as well. Glad to have Isaac Haas back on your roster, I assume, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Seth Greenberg would say mountain masquerading as a – or. Uh, yeah, mountain masquerading as a man. That's what he would say. Yeah. So, um, no, incredibly important to us. And I thought there was a, a time, you know, where he just battles through so much stuff in a game, like against Bayheim's army, he had like four dudes just hanging around his arm. And then he, he brings the ball up and, and pops someone with an elbow and then he gets called for the foul. I'm like, guys, he got, he got fouled four times before this, you know, I mean, we got, we got to figure it out. So it, it's incredibly difficult to officiate him because he's so big and strong. Um, but a guy who ended the game for us at Har against Harford offense, rebound putback. So um, another guy you can you can throw it down to and let him go to work. But I think he's also um, doing a great job expanding his game, being able to make a 15 footer and the, the occasional three as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm excited to have him back again. Just an incredibly positive guy as well. I love following him on Twitter and just seeing all the positivity he's putting out there. Uh, another grad transfer guy who played for you guys last year, Frank Gaines. Talk about having him back. Really good. As Ryan mentioned before, you know, the scoring is, is super important. The shooting is super important. He's a guy that can do both. He's uh, you know, a great left lefty stroke, um, a guy that's had really uh, a lot of success in the professional, um, in the professional scope. So um, 
I, I thought last year he, he was he was battling through a, a a nagging knee injury, and I think that's gone. It's cleared up, so I think we're going to see big things from him for sure this 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 rip. Yeah, Ryan, anything you want to add about this? Again, bringing another outside guy in just to help make the squad stronger. Yeah, no, I, I think he like Kyle. He, he gives us something that we need. Um, so when we go out and get these quote unquote grad transfers, we're trying to to find good fits as teammates, but then also um, areas of need on, on our squad and, and Kyle and Frank both give us that, the shooting and the scoring. Um, and, you know, honestly, if Frank didn't go to Purdue Fort Wayne, if he wasn't a Purdue Fort Wayne graduate, we would still love to have him. Like he's, he's just that good. Uh, he just finished his third season in Italy and he led them in scoring this year, which was the second time, uh, in the last three years. So just a very high level basketball player and a high level score. For sure. Uh, last but not least, uh, June 15th, uh, maybe almost nearly broke the internet with this announcement. Yo, what's up everybody? Robbie Hummel here. Just wanted to announce that I will be playing for the Menomachy at the 2021 TBT. Looking forward to getting back out there, wearing the gold and black again. We'll see you guys soon. Boiler up. All right, Ryan, I want to start with you first. Talk about this conversation of how Robbie Hummel ends up on the Menomachy TBT team. Yeah, uh, good, good question. So we, we had actually talked to him last year. Uh, but he had a lot going on with the three-on-three uh, the, the -three stuff he's involved in. Didn't know if the Olympics were going to happen or not. Um, so I, I think I was actually sitting at the Indy 500 when I got the alert on my phone that uh, his team had, had lost in the qualifiers to get back to the Olympics for the three-on-three. -three. And I think I immediately texted Ryan, and, and I kind of, like, stepped out of the way because, you know, uh, Robbie and, and Ryan are our are, are boys. So um, I guess that's probably where I'd turn it back over to you, Ryan, and, and – you let us know how you close the deal because you you should get all the kudos for this one. <laughs> no, I, I think he had, he had an interest if, if the Olympics were going to follow through anyway. So it wasn't wasn't a whole lot of work I had to do. I just wanted to approach it the right way because when you you got a lifelong dream of playing the Olympics and it gets taken from you, I didn't want to just jump right in. You know that that sucks. That sucks for him. And I was I was um, kind of heartbroken for him. And I know I would much rather have him playing for a gold medal than in the TBT with us. That's just you know that's just the way it is. I'm very happy that he's playing in the TBT with us, having said that. Um, but I just, you know, I just approached it saying, hey, man, if you if you got interest, we obviously love to have you. Um, and he thought about it and he's like, you know what? I want to compete with you. I want to compete with Lewis and I'm going to with, compete with these guys again in, in, in black and gold. So um, probably the easiest recruiting signing I've, I'll ever have. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you, coach. I I wanted to see him go compete for that that gold medal as well, and I was I was heartbroken too to see when they they lost. But at least you know this is awesome. Uh, you know, can't be for a gold medal. What great what greater thing to see him back in the black and gold, uh, competing for some money and for some uh, some glory for Purdue Purdue's name, right? For sure, no doubt. Awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about some uh, logistics and some other things. Of course, uh, Ryan, you sent me this uh, the school logo uh, yesterday. Talk about you know the sponsorship uh, playing for. Uh, Tyler Trent uh, Cancer Research Endowment and the uh, Protect, uh, uh, sorry, the Purdue Center uh, for Cancer uh, Research Sponsorship. So when, when we started this team, uh, the end of 2019, early 2020, we, we decided that we were going to, um, you know, be playing for something more than ourselves and, and even more than Purdue. And um, like most Purdue fans, just followed the Tyler Trent story and, um, just, just his witness as a human being and uh, just, just really um, became hit, a, a huge fan of Tyler. And I thought, what better way of kind of tying that back in as our cause um, 
most people are probably aware he has a research endowment at the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. So the, the logo that, that you alluded to, Adam, uh, if you go to uh, our, our team website on the tournament.com, you'll see it there. Um, it says sponsored by, but we're, we're sponsored by the Purdue for Life Foundation, and they've allowed us to brand that as the Purdue Center for Cancer Research, just to help tell the story. A lot of people don't know about the Purdue Center for Cancer Research at Purdue and everything they've got going on. So, you know, the, the other, other cool thing I would just mention is as I've recruited guys to the team, I've told them about this cause. Um, most of them were already aware of Tyler Trent, but I've asked every person that when we go out and we win that million bucks, that they give something. You know, it doesn't have to be all of it. It, 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 it could be a small amount, but we, we do have 100% participation. When we win that money, um, you know, each guy is going to give a share, a portion of their share to the Tyler Trent Cancer Research and Endowment at the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. I love it. That's so awesome. Of course, uh, Tyler's a part of every podcast here behind me with the shirt and the, the book and the bobblehead and everything. That's that's awesome. And just to have the you know the TT the T two logo on the warmups. Awesome. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so if you don't have this at your desk as a Purdue person, you got something wrong with you. This is <laughs> this is important. This has got to be got to be by your side at all, all times. That's awesome. That's for sure. Thank you for sharing that too, Ryan. Yep. Yeah, I mean, just the, having that T two on the on the on the uh, warmups and and there with you guys and carrying his spirit with you guys. Just talk about that. Well, it's huge, and, and his parents have, have uh, uh, really kind of partnered with us behind the scenes to to uh, continue to tell Tyler's story and, and to honor him. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll have the uh, the T2 logo with the Purdue Center for Cancer Research. That that logo that you see on our website will be on our warm-ups. There will be a sign right next to our bench. Um, and then I, I think TBT is talking about doing a, maybe a banner inside the arena. So. Uh, for those that haven't bought their tickets yet, get out there and, and purchase your tickets so you can see that once you get inside. That'd be awesome. Let's talk about a couple other logistics. Uh, when do you guys head over there and start practicing and get ready for uh, that first game? Yeah, so our, our first game is Friday the 23rd. We're going to get there on Monday, um, and we'll have everyone there by late afternoon, early evening, and we'll have enough time to, to get a run in that night. Um, so that'd be Monday, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We're going to do practice in the morning and then some some uh, skill work, et cetera, in the afternoon. Um, and then we'll have we'll have a light light walk through Friday morning, and then we'll play Friday evening. Yeah, like you mentioned, it's a it's a short prep uh, for what you hope is a, a long run in the tournament, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And coach, you got that first matchup. It's set. We know you're playing uh, the Volunteers, the uh, Tennessee alum team on like uh, Ryan mentioned, Friday, July 23rd, a, a primetime matchup on uh, ESPN. Talk about just kind of preparing for that game. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a war. I mean, I think that the uh, Purdue and, and Tennessee, um, you know, teams of, of past have had a lot of great battles. Obviously, the, the most recent one with with the Ryan Klein game and, the, and their, their great team with Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams and all those dudes on that team, which was, you know, incredible game. I was lucky to be there. Um, and then actually when we, when I was, a, I want to say sophomore, I think we, we played them in the, the championship of the paradise jam and, and won in overtime. So that was another great battle. And that's basically a lot of the same guys off both, both those teams are playing against each other again. So, um, one, one thing that I did learn, um, from last year that we, that I didn't talk about earlier was, 
um, you remember these guys that you play against and see in college, and it's five to six years down the road, even some even 10 years down the road. They're different players. They have different games they've added to their game. So it's not the same deal. It's you, you got to make sure you watch the most recent stuff on them to make, to make sure you're the most prepared. So um, that was one big thing, um, you know, going in to this year that I took took away from last year as well. But it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be um, it's going to be on and popping in that gym. It'll be fun. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to look ahead past them. You just want to prepare one game at a time. I know that's coach Painter. That's the Purdue mentality there, but just talk about overall confidence and, and taking this team all the way. Well, I think that uh, our, our guards are going to have to make some shots. You know, I think that, that and they're capable of that. And that, that, that's going to be the biggest thing for us. Cause I think you're going to get what we're going to get with our bigs. You know, I think with Isaac and AJ down there, when they can go get a basket, I think if you can open things up for them by hitting a few open threes, um, knocking down some things and some ball screen actions. Um, it, it's going to be huge for us. It's going to open up a lot of things. So I think that's the biggest thing. And then if you can, you can add Rob and Evan, if they can hit an open shot as the full from the four spot, that's going to really open things up as well. But we'll see. We got it. We got to defend at a high level too. But um, we're, we're focused on the volunteers right now, Adam. That, that's it. That's all we're worried about. <laughs> awesome. Hey, as we're wrapping up, anything else either one of you guys uh, want to add? Yeah, I would just say thanks for all the support. Uh, thanks for your support, Adam. Thanks for the, the Purdue fan support. Um, you know, the, this thing has really grown over just from year one to year two, and we hope to continue building on it. And uh, we'd love to see everybody out in Columbus if, if you've got an opportunity to drive over. Uh, you know, we'd love to turn Co the Cavelli Center from red to, uh, to black and gold. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you mentioned that it's in Columbus, Friday, July 23rd, 7 p.m., primetime matchup again uh, against the Volunteers. And Man, let's get this thing rolling, right? Let's do it. Awesome. Hey, guys, thank you again so much uh, for joining the Full Steam Ahead podcast. It's been great to, to catch up with you guys. And, like, yes, I love supporting uh, this team and continue to do so as we move forward. Thanks, Adam. Awesome. Appreciate coach, it, man. Coach, uh, continued uh, well wishes to you and your coaching career and look forward to continue following that and having you guys back on again in the future. Appreciate it, Adam. Thanks. Awesome. Boiler up. Boiler up. A reminder, you can follow the Full Steam Ahead podcast on Twitter at Full Steam Pod. And you can always listen to, like, comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.